BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Wednesday. It is hump day. Don't forget to hump someone you love. Speaking of girlies that I love. Hey, Jax. Wow, what are you doing here? Speaking of turdies that I love, I am here to do a job, Claudia. A J-O-B. Laturdia. It's like the darkness in your eyes. Laturdia. It's like a ten and one Laturdia. Laturdia. Bomb. La 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 Laturdia. La 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 Laturdia. Oh my God. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Best day of the week, except for, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Hope everyone's having a great day thus far. I'm having a great day because I'm sitting down with my girl. And we've got much to discuss. Some of it is much too good for children. It's so true. Wow. I'm surprised you uttered that line given the story from your upcoming comedy special. Yeah. Though if you're in the know, you're in the know. And if you're not, you'll have to tune into my comedy special coming out soon. When? When? Such a good question. I don't know. Cool, cool, cool. It's a long process, you know, editing, artwork, you know. You've just been in the editing bay, like, constantly. You don't understand, me and these editors, like, we're in this editing room together. We call it the cutting room. Um, It's just been, it's an exhaustive process, girl. I know. um, I've been doing a bit of editing myself, and so I know what it's like to have to edit. Mm -hmm. I know you do. It's, It's kind of like, it's kind of like cathartic almost, you know? Yeah. Well, also extremely stressful. Well, it's going to produce wonderful fruit for you, Turdy, when we get to Thank see you. your special. Thank you. I'm excited for everyone to see it, but I'm more excited for today's episode. We've got a lot to discuss. It's Wednesday, which obviously means dear toasters. And we have some, some ones. We have one that revolves around reading. Yay. Oh my God. I'm wearing the perfect sweatshirt. The redheads. Yep. So that's something we need to discuss. Okay. We also have just like good stories, you know, Kelsey Ballerini's big interview. We got to talk about it. Jackie and I both watched it. That's Um, the big one. We've just got like a good show, you know, and that's always good. It is always good. You know what else was a good show? Our episode of Freaking Fred last night. Claudia and I did our live show on Patreon. So how it works is it's live like in the good old days. You know, we do YouTube Mm -hmm. live. People are popping off in the comments. We're talking about pop culture, just cracking jokes and it was hysterical. You can watch it and listen to it on patreon.com slash the toast. You can get the replay. Um, but it was a moment in time, you know? It was a moment in time. It was chaos because when we first went live, I forgot to set it like as a private link just for our Patreon members. So if you subscribe to us on YouTube, one of our 114,000 subscribers, uh, you got a notification like, oh, my girlies are live. And then I had to end it like a few minutes later. So I'm sorry if that was a tease. Um, that was just, that was my mistake. It was completely my or mistake. Or was it, it like promotional? Because then all these people tuned in. They're like, what are we watching? And then you cut them off. You cut off their supply yeah. and, and maybe they have to go to Patreon. So there were like whispers, you know, the rumor mill, people saying I did it on purpose, like for clickbait, mm-hmm. promotional purposes. I-, I wish I was that smart. I think it's more believable that I'm that careless instead of that smart. So, I mean, I'll take the accolades. Yes, marketing queen, but it really was, it was a genuine mistake. I don't know. We're known for our clickbait these days, Turdy. We are. We talked about that on the Patreon. We we spoke about a lot of the Patreon. I feel like it's really never been a, a better time to join the Patreon. So much content there. You get access to our backlog of like, couple hundred episodes vlogs podcasts sisters guests jacks claude it's really i don't really i feel like i would be an insulting to your intelligence to sit here and explain to you why you should join the patreon like you you're smart enough to know it's just like a natural extension of the show and so often like we tell a story on patreon or like have a thought 
And then we don't say it again on the regular show. So if you just want to have the full 360 of Jackson Turd, patreon.com slash the toast. Full 360. Mm-hmm. For the 360 experience. 360 degrees. Full circle. That is true. It is a fact. That it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got a great show. But before we dive in, Jax, like, tell me what's going on with you. You know, yes. how is Jax... Jax is good. Thank you for asking. So since freaking Fred last night, I wouldn't say I have anything to report to the group. Um, I washed my hair. I went to sleep. Mm, that's big. I woke up. I did my hair. You know, well, that's kind of that's kind of just like the <laughs> circle of life as a, as a woman. I honestly find like the hamster wheel of hair maintenance to be frankly exhausting. Yeah, and today was the day I had to do hair from scratch. Mm, uh, so hard. So, so that was that day. And I think the day where you have to do hair from scratch is kind of like the worst hair day. Like day two is the best. You yeah, know, you already have you like some good oils like the, in your uh, hair. Uh, electrocuted pieces still yep. sticking up. You have your, na- like you don't have those natural oils to tamp them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually my day of first hair is Monday. But I, Me too. I switched things up because, it, oh, because it was, we had Monday off. So I was like, I don't need to wash my hair. What is your usual hair washing schedule? Such a great question. Wow, you ask the best questions. I'm kind of like the interviewer of my generation. Usually it's Sunday night. Mm-hmm, me too. And Thursday or Friday night if I can make it. Oh, wow. I'm a Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh, wow. Yeah, Actually, no, that's a lot. I only Not- wash, like I wash my hair twice a week, but it's only because I don't really get oily hair unless I'm using a lot of product, which eventually I do towards the end of my cycle because I like to put it up. But it's my hair hurts. I need the in-shower scalp massage. That's why I have to I'm wash. I'm so, so glad you brought that up. What is that? My <laughs> hair, know. my hair hurts. Like at the root, especially at like the back of my neck, kind of like the base of my skull. Ooh. What the fuck is that? And the only way to get rid of it, not a massage, not anything, is you just have to wet it. Like you have the to only wash way- your hair, shampoo, conditioner, and brush it. Not even the shampoo conditioner. I just, I need to get it wet. Like I need the follicles to like reset or something. It's, yeah. it's like kind of like turning your cable box on and off. Like yeah. what the fuck is that? I don't know, but that's what gets me down every time. By the way, same. So if I can make it to Friday, I do. That way I wash my hair Friday night. I, if I don't have plans over the weekend, I don't do my hair yeah. at all. And then I get my hair gets two days off. And then Sunday night we do it again for the week. My hair washing schedule is definitely based on my social events calendar of that week. So it's hard to say like which days exactly. Like, you know, this week is kind of crazy because tonight I have an event, you know? Um, so what I would usually wash my hair, but I'm not. What event? Could you tell us? Or no? um, Yeah, it's just like a birthday gathering. I want to give a major shout out to, you know, someone who's special here to the toast, fills in for us both a lot, friend of the toast, happy birthday, Taylor Strecker. It's her 40th birthday and we love you girly and thanks for being a friend of the toast and a friend a friend, a to, friend the to all a friend to all she's a, she's a good girl that taylor strecker yeah wow happy birthday taylor strecker that's your reminder if you're listening to the show and like you know taylor send her a text you too you know oh my god totally is it today yeah do it right now yeah, no, thank God I spoke to her yesterday and like I knew it was her birthday, but like I, I'm so bad. We got to bring back Facebook. I know people, I, I've actually asked like how is everyone remembering people's birthdays since Facebook has kind of fallen off and everyone's like, you know, when you text someone happy birthday, your phone will ask if you want to like add it to your calendar so that in the next year and the year after that, it'll give you like a notification, like it saves. It's not the same. No, and you know, I think it's best if like, we get to a point where we only know the essentials birthdays, you know? So true. Like how so true. It, so true. it was meant to be. So true. I wasn't meant to know every birthday of every person I've ever met. No, and then it kind of added this like layer of like... Pressure. Tox- toxicity. Like, well, how many people wrote on your wall for your birthday? Oh, she got 100. I got 150. You know, it was like, it was toxic. Yeah. So I think this is better. It should, should be like word of mouth. I sent my text. Feeling good. Yeah, good. I'm glad I reminded you. So why didn't you go to Carrie Underwood last night? That's such a good question. I had plans to go to Carrie Underwood. um, And I just had like a really busy week. And I was either going to go to Carrie Underwood or see my friends from high school who I haven't seen in so long. And like I I chose Carrie Underwood. And then I was like, you know what? I'm choosing me. Are you not Carrie? I'm not. I'm not. 
And um, I looked up the set list and like I have a really like niche taste in Carrie Underwood music, like not before he cheats and Jesus take the wheel, you know, like yeah. I like re- like other shit. And her tour is very much like a greatest hits because especially in New York, it's not like a really country market. So the the set list like wasn't like making my labias flutter, you know, so I decided to, I decided not to go. Okay, um, I'm sure you don't regret your choice, though. Snitch's stories really looked uh, pretty amazing. It did look amazing, but I didn't feel like FOMO, especially, I didn't even say this, but if you listen to Patreon and you have a 360 degree view of Jackson Claude. You already know um, Claude's plans for this weekend are quite sickening. And I do right. find them very sickening, even though my reaction last night was giving nothing. Um, was it? Yeah, because I had a lot going on in my house. I checked my phone for the first time and I just got distracted. It's totally fine. Um, yeah, so I decided very last minute to hop on a plane this weekend, go to Vegas for 24 hours to see Adele. Because if I have to see one more sickening TikTok about this emotional show and not experience it, like, what am I doing? This is my year. I'm saying yes to life. So I'm like, you know what? I don't need to see two concerts in one week. That's like kind of a lot. It's excessive. So I decided to lean in with Adele, even though, by the way, like, I don't know what's going on in Vegas this weekend, but um, I cannot get a flight. I have my hotel booked and my flight home booked. I cannot get a flight out, United or Delta. There's something always going on in Vegas, some trade show, festival. Is it, you know, the EDC or whatever? I don't know. I just kind of want to put it out in the ether because it sounds like a lot of people are going from like New York to Vegas. Like, Is anyone firing up their jet? Give me a ride, you know? I'm great in flight entertainment. I'll sing, I'll dance, I'll be quiet. Whatever you want, you know? Yeah. I'll sit on the toilet. I can't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I got to get to Vegas. Like the only, there's like one 730 flight with a middle seat all the way in the back. I'm not flying out at 730 AM, especially because Vegas, I'll get there at 730 AM, you know? Please, yeah. And I ain't sitting in a middle seat. I ain't sitting in a middle seat. Not for Adele. No, not Who for Adele. Who would you sit in a middle seat for? Taylor? Honestly, no. Like I'm, I, I can't like, it's almost like when you don't do something for so long, you like, I haven't sat in a middle seat. I can't tell you because I won't. Like, I'll take a more inconvenient flight. I'll take a, a more expensive flight. Like, I will do anything not to sit in the middle seat, especially since I started traveling with Brian. I have all these, like, travel hacks. Like, I have really figured out a way. I can't tell you the last time I sat in the middle seat. Now it's to the point where I haven't done it in so long, I can't even imagine it. Yeah. To sit in a middle seat as a solo traveler, you got to really want to get there. Yeah, and I do. And like, I will, I'll figure it out. I'm like, I have all these seat alerts. I'm like, I'm just waiting for one fucking seat, maybe like a fucking aisle to open up. Do the people that you're going with have tickets yet? Well, you know, Brian is, uh, he's, he's going to Denver first. He has to work. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just fucking go to Denver because I can't get my ass. Trudy, you can't do that. I know. I'm thinking, I'm like, I'll take a one-stop flight. I think I would prefer to take a one-stop flight than sit in the middle seat. They're just, it's just so unreliable. Two. I know. You know, you, you know. have to pray that your one flight gets there, let alone two. No, it's so true. And then you know, the these prayers. dark economic, these dark economic times. Yeah, it's you never know. It's crazy. I've been blaming these dark economic times like for everything. I'm always saying that. I'm like, oh my god, like the train is late. It's dark economic times. No, like the trains are not okay. No, everything is like, especially like is, the transportation sector is not okay. My heat in the um in my studio yesterday was freezing. My nose was running the entire show because the heat was out. Um, and it's because of these dark economic times. I mean, it costs a lot to run your energy now. A hundred percent. Dark economic times. Um, so I feel like I've been so consumed by this Kelsey Ballerini interview. Like I watched it last night, this morning I read so much. I got, I'm ready to talk about okay, it. Okay, cool. I watched half of it this morning. Um, I got a lot of the gist. And then also you'll share with me any uh, interesting factoids that I missed. Okay. Yeah, how, how much did you watch? I watched the full thing. I got. I think I'm up to the all the co- talk about the couch. Oh, well, you still have a ways to go. Hold on, where am I? Well, not a ways. It was only 45 minutes, but yeah, I am at oh 22 minutes. Let left? Me just, no, left. I have 22 minutes. Oh, okay. Wait, so let me you're just halfway. listen for a second to see what she's talking about. Oh. About oh, yeah. having kids. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive in, no? Uh, yeah. Without further ado, do, 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 about our hair washing schedule and concert plans, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. Yes, you, wench. You. You, wench. Wench is such a term of endearment now. Like, it's like I want to call someone a wench in a negative way, but it's like, oh, do I love this person? No. 
By the way, okay, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's how I feel about bitch. I'm like, hey, bitch. And I have like found myself in situations where it's like she called me a bitch. No, I didn't, bitch. Like it's really to me, it's not a negative word. I'm taking my power back. I, I don't like it. It, it cuts. Because you're a wench. That's fine. Wench is a softer term. But like when no, Maya like, called Lindsay a bitch and then she's like, did you just call me a bitch? She's like, I meant it friendly. I'm like, no, you didn't. No, by the way, that's exactly what I was referencing. I don't think that Maya meant it like bitch. I just think when you're having an argument with someone and you call them a bitch, like it's probably unfriendly. But call, you're not calling someone a bitch if you're like, hey, if you're like, come on, bitch. Like, you know, that's a, you know what word I use in place of that where it's like actually mm. really condescending, but it's a totally fine word. It's actually the opposite. I say it in a Turd. condescending way. No, but it's a word that is totally fine. Girl, Girly? Girl. Like girl. Girl. Ooh. Girl. girl. And sometimes Girl. I'll say it about a man and like, that's even meaner. That's, that's mean. Yeah, for sure. No, that's like, I'll be talking about a man who's like not doing something right. And I'm like, Girl. I just <laughs> want to say like justice for the word bitch. Uh, I don't feel the same. The same. But I will not stand in your way. No, I'm just saying like the experience you have with wench is the experience I have with bitch. You can understand the experience. But bitch is a swear word swear word you are literally turning to a teacher like with every day that passes by on the show which is a cuss word turdy cuss word put it put a quarter in the cuss jar and wench is just an underrated term uh, i mean i agree but i think back in the day someone would have considered wench a cuss word oh they considered everything a cuss word 100 percent. at least we'll always have wench you know until you can get clearance for saying bitch just don't we'll call always have one just don't call me a bitch please okay Sure, bitch. <laughs> when you look at bags of dog food, you'll see pictures of bright carrots and juicy steaks. But when you open the bag, all you get are stale, smelly pellets. Dog food needs some fresh thinking. Only the best for Bryce and Strice. It's real food at the farmer's dog. If you're feeding your dog the farmer's dog, it's real fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies. It's gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. How it works is you'll tell the farmer's dog all about your little strice bro and they'll deliver personalized vet developed recipes for as little as $3 a day. The meals are pre-portioned, they come in ready to serve packs and because they're delivered on your schedule, you'll never run out and more importantly, you'll never leave the house. It's convenient and fresh. Dog people all around the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food because who's worth it more than a strice brother? Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Plus, you'll get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash toast to get 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Because brethren all around this great nation deserve fresh, healthy food. Today, Theo will be having turkey from the farmer's dog for breakfast because it's delicious and good for him. Enjoy. First story, Morgan Evans, Kelsey Ballerini, the drama. So in chronological order, uh, a few days ago it was announced Kelsey Ballerini was going on Call Her Daddy yesterday or the day before, like a teaser inter a teaser for the interview dropped with like little bits of information. And then last night before the interview dropped, Morgan Evans, Kelsey's ex-husband, posted a statement on his Instagram. So this is in response to probably the interview and the EP that goes in on the details of their marriage. He said this, quote, it's really sad for me to see this person who I spent so much of my life with and loved with all my heart saying things that aren't reality and that leave out what really happened. She knows I'm not the type of guy to speak on those things publicly. If this is what she needs to heal, I hope it helps. And all I ask is that if you're on my pages, please don't be mean. Don't be mean to Kelsey. Don't be mean to each other. Life's too short. I know that this statement had like a bunch of words written out, but to me, it just said victim, 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 please don't be mean. Like, okay, first of all, lest we not forget, it is so important to remember you started this, Morgan. You released a song first. And that was like kind of my biggest frustration with the Call Her Daddy interview. It was like, I really wish she, she had asked Kelsey like about her decision to kind of lay it all out up. there. Did it have a lot to do with his song? Would she have done Would it she if have he hadn't done, done his song? Anything. Yeah. Would she have said I felt anything? Like there were so many holes in the interview, but like that one for me was the most frustrating because that's like what I'm so curious about, especially given the fact that now we have the statement. Yes. And so I read a quote from um, 
the interview, a part that I didn't get to yet where she talks about how she was angry about him releasing the song. She said, I was so angry, so angry. I had a pretty good grasp on my grieving journey until that song came out and I was livid. I think that maybe there's a world where he was blindsided. I did not blindside him. Two things can be true. I felt really upset in that moment. I felt really used in that moment. His healing journey is his healing journey. I respect that, but publicly exploiting that feels a little nasty to me before it's final. So- is it like it was nasty, so she got nasty, or was it only nasty because their divorce wasn't final? I think um, that pull quote is a little out of context slash misleading because what she was saying was like, to do it so quick after we decided to get divorced. Like, it was all about the timing. I don't think she was really that angry that he released a song, but it's like, we haven't even finished this yet. Like, we're still going through this really nasty process, and like, how can you have processed your feelings enough for a song when like, it's not even over? Yeah. Yeah. It had a lot to do with the timing. Okay. According to Kelsey. Okay. So to me, his statement, I feel like he's saying three things. One, um, it's not true. What Kelsey is saying is not the truth. It's likely, as we say, her truth. He has his truth and there is the truth. But I feel like anybody who's watching the interview could realize that. Like she's talking about her experience. No, and I think anyone who's like rational or anyone who has like experienced divorce like knows that two people can both be speaking and be contradicting one another, but can both be telling the truth. Right. But it's like, you know, what do Morgan's friends think there was wrong in their relationship? Like they, not everyone sees it the same way. And that's, that's just normal. Um, yeah. But I just thought this, like you have a lot of gall to, to like kind of shame someone for doing something publicly when like you, you open the door. Yeah. So Kelsey is free right now. Cause you started it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a difference between like putting your feelings into a song, like a vague, you know, song. And all he was really saying is I would have, you know, crossed the world over for you, which we know from Kelsey's interview. Like, no, he, he wouldn't. Didn't. Yeah, he would have, but he did it. it. By the way, I want to use the word subtle for his song. Like it was actually really um, like clear and direct. Yeah. It didn't need to be like, you know, extrapolated and pulled apart. It wasn't like poetic in the sense where it was like analogies. It was actually like very clearly directed towards. Of course, but it wasn't say, it them. didn't say anything bad about like her character or anything. Just that like he loves her and he would have done anything for her. The, like the thing is, it's not true. I, I actually, I actually do think it was like, it mischaracterized her because, and that's what she was so upset about. The song really made it seem like she's like known forever that she was just like playing a part. She knew that it wasn't going to work and just like couldn't, could not wait to get out of there fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when, hurtful if it's not the truth. No, and when she says like, no, we were separated. We were fighting. We barely saw each I other. I slept on the couch. Like, we were in counseling. Like this is not a surprise. Like you would, like she yeah. says in her album, like, are you just blind? Right. Right. Um, so like Morgan's giving victim mentality, which is like annoying. Um, but let's talk about the interview. Okay. Because I really felt like, we got a lot out of it. I mean, we got a lot out of the EP. So I don't feel like there was like that much that we got from the interview that wasn't said in the EP. Although I do think the biggest bombshell was that they actually did have a prenup, um, which I'm glad Alex asked that question because like, how could you not when you're in that industry? And I feel like you have so many people around you who are just like making money off of you and are always going to be concerned about your money um, that are obviously going to be pushing you in that direction. So I was like relieved to hear that. But Kelsey just basically was like, like, but I had to give him half the house. And Alex was like, you didn't have a prenup? She's like, no, I did. But we had like messy language in the prenup about alimony. So I was given a choice. I either give him half the house. Like we sell it and split the profits, even though we didn't put equal money down. Like I put way more money down. He contributed. And we should have split the profits based on the percentage of money that we contributed. But I could have either given 50-50 other house or had to pay him alimony until the end of time. No, and no, until he until gets, he married, gets married, again. married again. But nobody, wa- you want to be done with this person. Like they don't have kids together. Yeah. They never need to speak again. Why should she be yeah. sending him payments every month? Like no, I, I and yeah. so she just gave him half the house. And so that's I, what I she I think she meant, made the right choice. That's what she meant in her album when she said you got half. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff in the interview. Um, it seemed like money was like a big thing yes. in the relationship. Yes. Uh, like she had a lot and he did not. Yeah, and she could do a lot and he didn't do some of the things. Not that maybe he couldn't or just that he wouldn't. Um, it was kind of reminding me a little bit of that Patreon episode that we did where it's like the women have to do everything for the husband. Yeah. Because like, she yep. was saying how like if she didn't do stuff, like they wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't take a trip. The house wouldn't have the cleaners mm-hmm. come, like all this stuff. And it's right. like- that's just sometimes that's just like men, but like when it comes no, to but the then fact, on top but of on top also of being the breadwinner. Oh yeah, but also the fact that like most 
marriage is like you're with the person 24 seven, like you guys are connecting all the time. But when yeah. she's having to like beg him to come and see her, to book a flight, to literally send him a car and make sure yep. he gets on the plane to like come and see his wife, like that's not a marriage. Yeah. No, and there's more to a successful like partnership than money. So people contribute to a, a marriage and a life and a family in ways that are financial, but then also in ways that are different, like building a home and making time for one another. So I don't think she was necessarily mad about her having to pay for anything if she had felt like there were, you know, equal efforts being put into all the other yes. stuff. Yes, and I think like traditionally, historically, like men have paid for stuff and women have done everything else and now she's in a role where she's doing everything else and paying for stuff and paying for and stuff like, and that's and that's it's, it's fucking it's resentful. unbalanced yeah so I actually like totally understood her frustrations at because I saw some feedback being like why she's so obsessed with money and it's like it's not really about that it's like money is a way of contributing to a marriage mm -hmm. and there are other ways to contribute to it too that are just as valuable as money but if you're not doing any of them then yeah I'm gonna grow resentful of the money I'm contributing and the planning and the cleaners and the trips and the anniversaries and everything yeah so I felt like we got a lot from the interview, mostly because Kelsey was so willing and like eager to get this off of her chest. Like it's obviously something that's been plaguing her for almost a year now. Um, but I found myself getting so frustrated during the interview. Like Kelsey would just give these like really kind of beautiful and like honest answers filled with delicious follow-up questions. And then we, and then we would subject. move right on. Yeah. Oh my God, I was like screaming. I was just like, wait, no, ask. She was like, we just had two totally different ideas of what marriage was. Yeah. Okay, so what was your idea? And what was yeah, his? Yeah, she also said in the beginning, like um, what I thought I needed in a relationship versus what I actually wind up needing in a relationship. Like, oh, what did you think it was at 22? And, and what do you need now at 29? Like, yeah. Uh, so like, if you, if you listen to the whole EP, which I have many times, I feel like I didn't learn that much that I didn't already know. But I think this was a really good moment for Kelsey to like obviously promote the EP and also have people get to know her because she came off really well. Because, you know, you want to just fucking annihilate this person because you fucking hate them. And I feel like she really did her best to like to handle the whole thing with like grace and composure. Because anytime she like went to say something like kind of sharp, she was like when... Alex was asking her, like, do you feel bad about, like, putting stuff out there about you moving on, knowing that, like, there's this person who loved you who could see it? She was like, no, like, it's not my responsibility to care anymore. And I think she, like, almost felt bad. She was like, but I hope he has people around him who can, like, protect him from seeing stuff that might hurt him. I feel like she really went out of her way to, like, say her piece, but also still be kind. Yes. That was what I liked most about the interview because... I think mo a lot of it was the same as like what we were getting from the EP, but like I've never heard Kelsey speak for that long. She's a really yeah. thoughtful, smart, caring person. Yes. And yes. you could tell like she's a people pleaser and that she's never going to just be like, well, fuck you all. But she's really yeah. like coming into herself. She's very confident, but those things take time. And like she's grown up in front of us all these years. And I just liked listening to what she had to say. She has a very calming voice. And I felt like even when she would like tell her side, she always left room for like, but I wasn't perfect either. You know, I never got yes. on a plane. I'm only buying tickets. And I could see that being his criticism. Like you thought just paying yeah. for everything meant you didn't have to show up in Amsterdam for me. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Like she, she made a point many times to say like, I also was the problem too. Like I'm just speaking to my experience. And I, you're right. She was so thoughtful and so mature. Yeah. And it's clear she's like some, someone who's like, she has like a lot of trauma when it comes to relationships. I guess her parents went through like a really, really messy divorce, but like not me getting choked up when she was like, I grew up an only child and like all I wanted was sisters. Yeah. Her getting choked and, up. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I was so like moved because she was like, honestly, one of the greatest blessings from this experience, which is just also a really mature and like positive way of looking at something like this is like, I have such amazing female friendships because my friends showed up for me in this like major way. And she told this really cute story about her friend showing up for her in LA and like what it meant to her. Um, and I was like getting emo because like, you know, you, these are things just as a person with sisters, like you take for granted. Yeah. I liked when she said, even though it was sad, she said, LA makes me sad. I feel like. It's by the way, so relatable. That should be a song. Hundred. Well, that's literally John Mayer. I don't think I want to go to LA anymore. It's so relatable. Like I actually, um, like I knew what she meant. Yeah. And I think also as like a, a country artist, countries like constantly like it's in its own world mm -hmm. and it's very like not really acknowledged by like mainstream pop. So I think even more when she goes for work, she feels even more of it like an outsider. Yeah, And she's like trying to break through and she's doing it on her own. And she's probably just like the country girl. Yeah. Always like the token country girl. Yeah. 
So, so I actually feel like this interview was probably really good for her, like to be opened up to a new audience. Although I do wish she had been she had been talking to someone who had like a, a like a deeper knowledge of country and like the landscape. Like who who is Morgan Evans to Kelsey Ballerini? If you've never heard of either of these people, you don't know that like she's really this queen of country music, and she has like a very very long career ahead of her, like very Carrie Underwood vibes. And he was like pretty popular in New Zealand, um, came to the states started fresh, had this album, and then, like, once he got married, like, kind of, like, went nowhere. Um, I, I wish there there had been more of a... For people who don't know, and for... Because I want everyone to know Kelsey, and I want this to be, like... I'm a huge fan. I want this to have, be, like, as good as possible for her. I wish it was just more uh, context as to, like, what the landscape is and what the dynamic yes, was. Yes, and also... Because it wasn't just, like, rich versus poor. No. And also, I wish that there was more context in terms of, like, the trajectory of her career and the trajectory of their marriage. And, like, when your first yeah. album came out and, like, the reception towards that, like, how did that affect your marriage? Because we say this all the time, like, was her success in any way, like, threatening towards him? But also, it's not like she had overnight success. She's been working really hard, and they've both been yeah. working really hard. So, like, at what point did she really, like, blow up? Blow up. And... And what happened to him? Because the fact that they met, they were both hosting the CMT Awards, like shows that they started in the same place. Similar levels, yes. So if they had stayed at similar levels, like would things have been better? Like if he had had as much success as her? Yeah, you know, I feel like we've kind of speculated for so long that her taking off had to have contributed to some sort of like jealousy or insecurity. But she really didn't bring that up. I feel like it actually wasn't a factor. Or at least one, not a big enough one that she spoke about it. Yeah, I agree. Except like just like the money that comes along with it. But I feel like he must make like he's relatively successful. He's not Kelsey Ballerini, but he's not like a nobody. I don't know how you make money. Like, does he write other songs? Like, you know, I don't know. Right. That's true. That's true. That's true. I don't know. But all I know is like I'm 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 invested in country and like I'm never hearing about him ever. Yeah. Although I will say probably one of my favorite songs of the last 10 years is by him. Yeah, no, he's a really great artist. He's he's extremely not really talented. talented. Yeah. We dream to wings, we dream to Lego. And they actually had a song together on his debut album that was so beautiful. Sweet. And then um so I hadn't gotten here yet, but she talks about her not being ready to have children. And I think that became like a big catalyst in them splitting up because you know, time had run out. He didn't want to be an old dad and she wasn't ready to have kids. She wanted to freeze her eggs at 30. She's 29 now. He didn't take that well. I did not realize he was nine years older than her. Me neither. Plus knowing he was so traditional. It makes sense that he would be like eager to have kids and and her career taking off her being nine years younger. It makes sense that she's not ready for kids. Um, but what she had said was like, it was a question of like, do I want to have kids yet? Do I want to have kids with this person? Yeah. And the conversation w about kids was like a real accelerator for her to like bring up the word divorce. Yeah, because that's when you should are get off the pot. Yeah, exactly. So that makes sense then why they got divorced when they did. And if he wants to be a dad soon, then then hopefully he could find someone who, who knows that that's what they want right now. Right. It's but when just, you marry someone at 22, like you know, as a 29-year-old, like you know that they don't know themselves fully yet. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's, I feel like, why people are always, like, cautious and, like, warning young people against getting married soon. And I feel like that's what I'm always saying because I got married so young. It's like, you really do grow up into a different person. And you could grow up into a person that your partner hates. Yeah. And I really feel like that's what happened. Like, he liked the kind of impressionable, young... Um, go with the flow, people please your girl. And then the older she got, she like, came into her own. She started having success. She became an adult and he did not like that version of her, but that's who she grew into. Yeah. And you can't And stop that's like that. where a marriage is, just, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it was, it's just a really interesting thing. And I'm finding it so interesting how many people are like getting invested when they don't know him and you know, and they're not, maybe not even like country people. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you're not country, like, you probably have heard of Kelsey because she goes to, like, a lot of events and she's, oh, again, like, she's always the token. She's the country spokesperson. Like, she's the face of country music for women, especially. Um, but you definitely don't know him. Yeah. Well, maybe now you will. And what do you think? Do you think he'll put out more music next? Like, she's done, like, okay, he put out his one song that was, like, pathetic. Um, now <laughs> she put out a whole album. She's going to go on SNL and perform these songs. She's when yeah. I call her daddy. Like, she said everything that she needed to say, like, 
do you think he will do anything else? She did say, like, she wanted to release the CP, do one interview, and then never talk about it again. So this is all we're getting, I believe. I mean, it's a lot. There's nothing more to say. It's a lot. Yeah, there's nothing more to say. I don't know. I feel like if if he is, you know, opportunistic, which she did allude to towards the end, especially um, when it came to, like, taking the house from her, she was like, that was something I never saw. And, like, a lot of my friends had said, you know, he has a lot more to gain from his marriage than you do. Like, it's, you know, he could be being opportunistic. Um, if he is that person, then yes. If he actually wants to close the chapter and, like, not be tied to this and, like, just do more things on his own, then no. We'll see. We'll see. But also, it's like you're an artist and you talk about your feelings and, like, this is what you're feeling. Yeah. That's where... It's maybe not opportunistic. It's, like, cathartic. The same way it was cathartic for her to write her EP and do her music I know. video and, and put that out there. Yeah. So... We'll see. But what's interesting is we never get interviews like this about a divorce because people usually have kids and they would never Never. slander like the father or the mother of their children in that way. So it's really like interesting to know all the details of someone's marriage now. No, the questions were like so detailed and like, I just almost like invasive, like sleeping on the couch. What was going through your mind? It's like, oh my God, like it's, it was, it was so deep. Yeah, which we never get because most people, like, I can't think of one divorce Recently. where someone sat down, like, a, less than a year later and, and literally went through every single fight they had and, and what happened. Since the beginning. Since yeah, the beginning. since the beginning. Yeah. No, it's so true. It felt foreign. And anytime someone does do an interview, they say, you know, well, they're, like, you know, the father of my kids, so I don't want to say anything. And they give, like, a little bit. And we dissect yeah. from there. You know, it reminds me of, like, Kristen Cavallari, Jay Cutler. Yep. Uh, Kim, you know, yep. she won't say anything about Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just interesting to get, but like, no, the when you're not, opposite. You're not ever going to be tied to this person ever again. Like, fuck that. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, no, but we, it just, we never get that. I'm really happy for Kelsey. I feel like she's really being seen as like an artist and a songwriter and a singer and like people out of the country genre. Cause the album's like not that country. It's kind of like alternative almost leave me again is like country, but it's not like a twangy, like, you know, no, yeehaw. No. Um, yeah. So I think it's like really good for like her career. And I'm so glad. Cause I feel like we've been like preaching about Kelsey Ballerini forever. And I just think this will be so good for like SNL is so big and I'm just, you're right. It's giving like Olivia Rodrigo. It really is. It's really reminding me of that. What do you think she'll perform on SNL? I'm glad you asked. Blindsided, for sure. Really? Yeah, I feel like that's the song, at least on TikTok. Like, that's like what everyone's... Oh. I yeah. only know it from, like, what I'm enjoying. I feel like it should be Mountain With A View. Uh, and it's 7 a.m. and I'm on a mountain with a view. And Leave Me Again. Yeah, actually, but that's fair. do you not think she'll perform anything from her album that she's still promoting? I know, by the way, like, I just need everyone to know, like, just because there's this EP, like, do not move on from subject to change. Like, it's so, it is so fucking good. I feel like she'll do one in one. No, I, I think, don't know. I, I think I, she's going to lean into this Olivia Rodrigo moment. I don't know. I think she'll do, like, the the radio pop, what is it? Uh, Heart, Heart first, first. Little Things. Uh, she did a TikTok with one of her songs. What song was it? I keep all your secrets by the dozen. You know where my skeletons sleep. Hypothetically, if you ever kill your husband, hand on the Bible, I'd be lying through my teeth. Uh, Dirt on you, I think it's called. Okay. I think she'll do one like radio song from Subject Subject to Change change. and Leave Me Again. I think she's going to lean in. I, I saw this video on YouTube of a CMT music video where she like yeah. said some stuff and then she sang her song she sang leave me again and she sounded unreal and if she did that on snl she'll have fans for life yeah she did a cmt storytellers which i've been like seeing clips for and i cannot find the full fucking episode cmt like channel being this like obscure channel where like sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't like it's where's the channel yeah do you know what i mean like I they do. have like cmt crossroads i know they picked up nashville like where does the cmt channel live question mark it's like around, if you have cable, it's like in the 200s with like MTV2. Okay, I'm never going up there. I don't even have those channels. But for I, me, I have the highest, random channels on YouTube TV. I might have CMT. For me, the highest I go is 52 HGTV. If anything's happening above 52, like I don't know 52. Mm. I think we do get CMT on YouTube TV because I think also DCC making the team is on CMT. Yes, it definitely is. It's People such love a that premium show. channel. You know, they are always putting clips on social, on TikTok of um, 
like crazy shit that gets said like out of pocket <laughs> shit it's like girls getting yelled at for like having one tooth that's like a little more yellow than the other one like really detailed and like, like you're overweight yeah of course you gain three pounds you're fired like yeah. it's it's kind of this like fucking crazy show it is, but like, let them be. Like, that's no, what, like that's, that's that's what it is to be DCC. Okay, so there's one place, and if you don't like it, like, literally go anywhere else. That's that's like the franchise they built. Yeah, it's so southern. It's so cutthroat. It's fucking. It's wild. Yeah, no, they're not changing for anyone. No. Um. So stream Kelsey Ballerini is subject to change while you're at it. It's so good. Yeah, I'm still on. What rolling up the welcome mat? Um, I am too, but like. But like, don't sleep on subject to change. No, I'm I'm sleeping. Like, I'll let you know because I was sleeping on it before. Um, wake up, like wake no, up. No, just something about it. Just it didn't. Um, I don't know. Did Connect. it me? Like, yeah, not every. Like, I don't know. Maybe if I listened again, you're maybe, wrong. I think when I first put it on, I, it was like more upbeat, and I was looking for something more somber, or vice versa. I forget. Um, no, she also released the album like around a time when there was a lot of good albums coming out. So mm -hmm. like it was just overwhelming. I think it took me like two weeks to finally settle down and start listening to it. Okay, I'll and give once a shot. I did, right now I'm listening like, to Pink's album. Oh my god, I was listening this morning. Really good so far. Agreed. That PR thing she did with Kelly Clarkson where they sat down and sang a bunch of songs like that was the best promo for her new music because I was like, damn, wait, I actually haven't checked in on Pink for sure. I just want to say I loved it. Like. Loved it. I don't want to complain because we don't ever get things that are so amazing. Two but it queens. really felt like they were singing like parallel to each other and not together. I feel like Kelly was like connecting with Pink and Pink was like just connecting with the camera. And Pink was connecting like, with her music. And I feel like Pe Kelly was like, wait, let me just like, oh. And yeah. No, I feel that actually. It wasn't like a harmony. It was just like two people singing in different rooms put together. No, it was giving split screen for sure. <laughs> but I loved it. No, because uh, I like it. 100%. 100%. And if you want to know what that's from, it's from kind of our viral TikTok sound. Oh, yeah. Somebody like posted a clip of like just a funny toast moment and people were using the audio. I think it has like 2,000 uses. My God. Wait, let's do it. Let's do it. Do you feel like you want to talk less shit? Um, no, because I like it. And also Michelle and Rachel from The Bachelorette did it, or Gabby. I have no idea. You didn't see the video of the two. No, I know Michelle, but okay, I don't Michelle, know anyone okay. who came after Michelle in the I, in the franchise. It was Gabby or Rachel. They did a video, and I think Clayton's walking in the background. Like it I'm going to say it's Rachel, and the, it kind of like was a big deal in the Bachelor world using our audio. Yeah, no, like influencers. Speaking of a big deal in the Bachelor world, you are on a podcast today. Yes, yesterday my episode with my twin Victoria Fuller um which was like so fun because it really just came through I didn't know her I followed her on Instagram I think she maybe followed me um we spoke about her on the toast about how like we were twins and she like reached out and then we started DMing it was like so organic you know and then she came to New York because she was launching a podcast she was like banking a couple interviews she was like would you come I was like yeah I mean it's so much fun and the interview came out last night it's called Uncensored Saints that's her new podcast with Victoria Fuller Ch -ch 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 check it out I saw some clips it looked really funny we were being hysterical, me and Tori. She's funny. She's funny. And she's like gorgeous. Yeah. Like, must be nice. <laughs> yeah. Literally must be nice. Oh my God. Um, Very cool. Also, I'm on Good Guys this week. We like oh, literally yeah. today's Wednesday and we have one, two, three, four, five podcast episodes that we're on that you could listen to. Yeah. Jackie's on Good Guys. People are kind of Six. hailing it. Six. Because we did an episode Monday on Patreon. People are hailing it as like the good guys, like best guests yet. Are they? They are. I haven't really like dove into what the people are saying. Cracking up. But I saw Ben posted a reel that was really funny. I was really funny. And everyone no, it was, was like, Jack is so funny. You are. And me? <laughs> me? Who, me? No, I'm shy. No, it and was funny. <laughs> you are. They were loving it. Yeah, no, it was a really great episode. We talked about like a lot of fun stuff. They're always talking about food, those two. Oh my God. Oh my God. Tell we me, did, like, like we you, had a whole conversation on what everyone like orders from a Chinese food restaurant. Tell me, Honestly, you have, like a toxic feeling, relationship with food without telling me. Like they're always talking about food. I was feeling inspired by Josh's order. I'm not gonna lie. What did he get? Oh my god, everything! But he was making it sound like so mouth watering, and I was just like, "Do you guys just talk about food for an hour?" Yes, pretty much. By the way, I try. I tune in like most of the time whenever I can. Um, but when I was on tour, like it was when we had long car rides, like it was what I would listen to exclusively. They're so funny. They're kind of like 
the male toast. Like they're so like out of pocket and really like have a niche and their niche is talking about food. Yeah. And like weird cultural, like weird social interactions. Yeah. It's one of my favorite podcasts. It's so good. It's so good. So if you want to be introduced to it in a way that feels, you know, natural and familiar, and familiar your girl, Jackie O is on it. And Claudia did an episode a few weeks ago. So I did check it out. Ch-ch-ch-ch- it was all check it out. That one. We didn't talk so much about food. We talked so much about like being famous because like, Josh actually is, you know? Right, right. And I had like so many questions. Must be nice. Yeah, must be nice. Okay, ready for our second story? I know, by the way, we are moving so motherfucking slow. We are. No, but we're ready at 45 minutes. Oh my God, the rest of these stories are, we're going to cruise through because they're all like small stories. Not, I mean, it's your toasters. They're not like think pieces, you know? Right. Like the Kelsey is a think piece. The next story is brought to you by Lumi. Do you want to smell better naked? Let's face it, our underarms are not the only place we have odor. I mean, that is so true. (laughs) That's why we're excited to tell you about Lumi Whole Body Deodorant for pits, for privates, and beyond. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who discovered and proved in clinical testing that the vagina is not to blame for day-to-day odor below the belt. So she developed Lumi, a uniquely formulated pH-balanced deodorant. It's aluminum-free, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. We also have a special offer because our new customers are going to get $5 off the Lumi starter pack with code TOAST when you go to lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. I love Lumi. I feel like ever since I've been saying yes to life, like I have full days and full nights. Sometimes you just don't have time or like, let's be real, the energy to take a full ass shower in the middle. So Lumi is just like a great way to refresh. I like that they target all different parts of the body, not just the armpits, because I feel like historically that's what we've done. Um, It smells great. I feel like it's really a brand you could trust, developed by OBGYN. It's a whole body deodorant. It's aluminum free. It's baking soda free. It's paraben free. It's pH balanced for safe and use below the belt. So Lumi Starter Pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash and a deodorant wipe. And it has free shipping. So as a special offer for our listeners, new customers are going to get $5 off a Lumi Starter Pack with code TOAST at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumedeodorant.com and use code TOAST. Today's episode is also brought to you by Perfect Bar. If you're looking for a protein bar that actually tastes good, look no further than Perfect Bar. With their lineup of fresh from the fridge protein bars, Perfect Bar is exactly what you've been looking for. No chalky artificial aftertaste here. They're made with freshly ground ingredients like ground nut butter, organic honey, 20 organic superfoods. Perfect Bar has a variety of products like protein bars, little snack size bars that are also good and good for you. You'll be sure to find something you love no matter what your taste is. Personally, the dark chocolate chip peanut butter with like little sea salt flakes on top is so good. I love that you keep it in the fridge because one, the ingredients are so fresh but also like something about cold chocolate is it's pretty fire um perfect bars saved our ass on staycation i don't know is anyone else whenever you go on vacation like we're always hungry like you eat your meal but you don't have like snacks in your room zach had packed a few of the perfect bar snack size bars and they literally got us through to the morning because like we didn't have to eat that much we were truly full and satiated and then we could carry on with staycation and they're non-gmo project verified gluten-free soy-free kosher and low gi Thank you, Perfect Bar, for seeing our community. Perfect Bar knows that it'll be love at first bite, so for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store. They'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly into your Venmo or PayPal account. All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free Perfect Bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free Perfect Bar today. Happy snacking. Enjoy. Oh, page six, Shady. Ariana DeBose finally found her sense of humor after going viral for her disastrous 2023 BAFTA Awards performance. They're fucking brutal. Yeah, My God. Fi- that was the nastiest sentence. She like, finally that's, that's found a- her sense of humor. It's a little extreme. After going viral for her disastrous. disastrous. I wouldn't say it was disastrous. No, people are now hailing it as camp. Yeah, so bad that it's good. Yeah. The West Side Story star, who has become a meme following her name dropping rap, signed off on a round off of memes and tweets making fun of her viral video. Obviously, someone stole her phone on her PR team and just got to work. So, Good. Um, someone posted a tweet that said, when Angela Bassett wins the Oscar, she must start her speech by saying, and in the words of Ariana DeBose, I did the thing. And Angela Bassett did the thing. Ariana DeBose commented, honestly, I love this. 
sure. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I know it's probably not real. I know she's probably like still reeling, probably feeling embarrassed. Maybe someone had to do this for her or force her to comment this. Mm-hmm. But you know what? From a forward facing perspective, it's good because she shouldn't have deleted her Twitter, uh, deactivated her Twitter. It makes you look like you can't, you know, poke fun at yourself and you're taking this so seriously. So this, it's the Leah Michelle method. You got to get in on the fun in order for like things to kind of simmer down. Yeah. And so don't take anything so seriously. And like make and the I'm most happy. of this moment. Do a viral TikTok. Like get some followers. Yeah, you're so right. Angela Bassett did the thing. Because it's harmless. It's not like real controversy. It's harmless. Which is why it's so get, fun. Yeah, get involved. Yeah. Get involved. Yeah. Just lo- loosen, you know, don't get your panties in a wad. Just loosen up. Yeah, even if she like can't actually, doesn't actually feel that way. Like someone on your team, like steal the phone, make some yeah. funny stuff. Agreed. So that's some exciting news. Uh, that was exciting. Exciting mindless news. I just want to tell you again how like you made us get a box of tissues in the <laughs> studio and how I'm not really, I know I've said this before, I'm not a tissue girl. Like I'm, I'll use a paper towel, I'll use my sleeve, I'll use a toilet paper. But just having a box of tissues and like first of all, the texture of a tissue is like, really incomparable to no, even it, that it a toilet paper. It was designed for your nose. Like I find myself, if I go back and watch episodes from like even this week, like I'm con, like I have a tissue in my hand at all times. There's nothing even coming out of my nose, but I'm always just like, you know. That's funny. I play with my bobby pins the whole time. I just like tap them together. I wonder. No, I pay. No one's ever said anything, but like that would bother me to watch. I play with the cord oh, for my I'm headphones. constantly, but our cords on the YouTube like come together. So it, also if we both put our hand, put your hand on the edge I of know, your I know. It looks like we're holding hands. It looks like we're holding hands. Ooh. Love you, Turdy. Love you, dirty. Speaking of love, Devin Booker has unfollowed Kendall Jenner. Fans blame the rumored Bad Bunny romance. Okay, there's a lot going on here. This one goes out to Amy. Devin mm-hmm. Booker has stopped following his ex, Kendall Jenner, on Instagram, and fans speculate that the model's rumored romance with Bad Bunny is to blame. So, a few nights ago, Kendall was spotted on, like, a group hang date with Bad Bunny, leading people to speculate that they might be a new item, Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny. Devin Booker, Kendall's ex, has now unfollowed her, making people think that, like, maybe she really is in a new romance. Because I didn't, when I first saw the pictures, I, I just thought, like, they were, you know, they have mutual friends. They're both famous. Like, they had, right. they needed a, a meal, and they went to dinner. Um, but now, I'm really starting to think about what this could mean. And I think it would mean amazing things. Yeah. Um, I also think, like, maybe we don't need a reason why Devin Booker unfollowed her. Like, you're not seeing someone anymore. Like, why do you have to follow them? Like, yeah. exes are, are out of your life for a reason. Also, she's been posting, like, really sexy stuff on Instagram. Fire Flames. That sunset beach dress with the sleeves connected. That was a moment. Oh, no. Of course. She, but she's always, like, a fashion gorgeous girl. No, she's been posting, like, naked pics. Get a girl. Which is, like, not Ken- the Kendall we know. Like, all the other girls do that. Except kind of yeah. Chloe. Um, yeah. And it was kind of shocking. She's in the mirror, like holding her breasts. Yeah, being sexy. Oh, wait. Maybe she was trying to catch the attention of one Latin pop star and it worked. Yeah, but I also could imagine why Devin had to unfollow her, like seeing his naked XGF on Instagram. Like that hurts. Yeah, I just don't know that we need like a full-fledged FBI investigation as to why Devin Booker unfollowed Kendall. Like they're not together anymore. Yeah, but I do hope it has to do with the fact that she's moved on. Yeah, I, I really ship her in Bad Bunny. I mean, talk about two people who are so equally matched in terms of looks. I mean, I, I honestly don't know who's hotter. Yeah, and as we said on Freaking Fred last night, if you want all of our thoughts on us processing this information for Amy, um, this is what Check the, out our episode of Freaking Fred, but yeah. This, this is, is what, what the Kardashians need. need. Like we said, they need a high-profile relationship, you know, the next Kim and Kanye. They're in a funk. Like they are in this like like funk. I feel like no one's talking about them. Everything, like nothing they're doing on social media is giving. I don't even think they're trying, but like, you know, Kim made this TikTok with North and one of her friends. It turns out her friend is Mariah Carey's daughter and then North, and then Kim and Mariah Carey got in the TikTok like fake singing. It did nothing for me. Like I didn't feel any of my loins, you know, do anything. I totally agree. I'm really not into the, the TikToks. Oh, I think they're like harmless and fun. No, they're like they're har- I don't think they're harmful, but I'm not <laughs> into them. Like they never well, do anything for me. I Kylie's do. She does them so sporadically Kylie's and they're do. so glamorous. I mean, I sorry, Her- I meant that Kim and North account, but Kylie does so many things for me. Yeah, no, Kim and North are like posting a lot, which is just never good. You always want to like leave the people wanting more. Like I get it. It's just like North's thing and North's way of expressing no, it's herself. Really cute, it's but not- like can't North have a private account? She needs one. 
Yeah. So she could do her thing. Like, we don't need to see all of it. Like, express yourself over Privately. there. Yeah. Over there. <laughs> no, like, it's just, it's not, it, she's like a little girl. Like, just, the whole yeah, world yeah, yeah. doesn't need to see her TikToks. I agree. I think that's what Kanye was trying to say. Yeah, in a in a moronic way. <laughs> I, but I didn't think he said she should go on private. Yeah, no, he didn't want her there at all. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Some romance rumors. Oh, God, what now? You sent this to me. What? Lucas Gage and Chris Appleton sparked <gasps> oh. dating rumors with vacation pics. Yes, by the way, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Okay, Lucas Gage and Chris Appleton sparked dating rumors after the two shared photos on vacation together at the St. Regis Punta Mita Resort in Mexico on Monday. So the White Lotus star Lucas Gage captioned uh, his picture, the best at Chris Appleton one and tagging St. Regis and hashtagging them. So maybe they had a free trip. In his carousel of pics, Lucas and Chris posed for a picture while sitting on top of an ATV. The duo also took a selfie with helmets and bandanas over their faces while inside the vehicle. You know, this is so interesting to me because, you know, Chris Appleton is very much like a behind the scenes. He's not a celebrity himself, even though in a weird way, just because he's so good looking and he has such high profile clients and he's so talented, like his JLo looks and his Kim looks like he's really become like a star, even though he's a behind the scenes guy, he's a world renowned hairstylist. So I like love this. Um, I think people are always like shook to find out like that's what he looks like. Cause he's never really in front of the camera. Yeah. He's a handsome man. He's gorgeous. And I'm obsessed. Like, I love this moment. Like, yes, Chris Appleton, like, be a star. No, and, like, they, even though they're both Hollywood guys, like, they come from different parts of Hollywood. Like, Lucas is an actor. Chris is, like, a hairstylist. But I think they're equally matched. I think they're both, like, equally successful and, and hyped over. And I think this is really cute. You know, people, like, thirst over Chris Appleton. So for him to now actually, like, be giving us something in terms of a relationship, like, in a private life, I'm obsessed yeah, and I feel like Chris Appleton has, like, a really high bar. I could just see him being like, no, you're ugly. Oh, add this to my list of regrets. Can you get oh, your phone out? W- w- Claudia, I know. Yeah, Everyone just be- knows. It's no. mine as well. When we actually had Chris Appleton on the show many moons ago, I was headed to the airport right after we recorded, so I showed up looking so was like I. a slob. So was oh, okay. I. We were going to the CMA uh, Awards in Nashville. Oh. We, were, we were doing red carpet the next night, so we got spray tans the night before. So we had fresh spray tans, so we were orange clowns. And you don't wear a lot of makeup when you have a fresh spray tan because then you have to like wipe it all off. So we mm-hmm. like were just like ugly wearing airport outfits looking orange like Oompa Loompas. And I had airport hair. Like I was literally just like in a dirty bun. And Chris Appleton came on the show and was talking all about hair and like the more we were talking to him, the more we realized like how legendary he was and the uglier we felt. And I'm sure he never wants to come back because we were two fucking slobs. But if he ever came back, just know like I would whip out my fine. I would wear my prom dress. Yeah, but he would think that wasn't cool either. Like that's what I'm saying about Chris Appleton. Like he's so discerning. I know. You know like you need to be wearing like, I don't know, like a full Celine look. I know. I was, I'm like really disappointed in us for how we handled that. You know what? I actually eventually like watched some of it back. I don't know why. Maybe it came up on a clip on TikTok. And I look so much better than I thought that I did. Okay. Maybe it's worse in our minds. Yeah. Cause I'm tan. I'm skinny. Like what's bad? Such a good point. And like my hair was in a low bun and he moved it into a medium bun. It was like a fun experience. Okay. Well, he, he's not coming back, but at least he told us about that color wow shellac that oh changed our fucking lives. Uh, hello. I have it right here. <laughs> he I used mine this morning. I know he's like a spokesperson for color wow, so he gets like paid, but like I bl- trust him. And this fucking shellac bitch, oh my God. In case anyone's, oh, people are always asking, color wow, pop and lock, high gloss finish shellac it's the best shit that's what we use to put on top of our hair to smooth everything down if I'm doing an updo I use it um and it also gives your hair a nice shine people always say we have shiny hair we do have like naturally shiny hair but that also helps yeah thanks Chris yeah so I think we need to change the narrative yeah I I we should watch the interview I'm sure we were like so effervescent our usual selves I don't I have so much pain like I can't I have Claudia I can't even listen to my like I can't I can't listen to an episode that's from more than a month ago. I agree. It's just, I have pain. Sometimes I can't listen to the episode from that day. Uh, I usually can. Like, so, like if sometimes I'll see a reel from the day and I'm like, I can't watch this again. Skip. Yeah, like I'm talking, it's taking too long to land the plane. For sure. But then we like go so quick and I'm like, slow down, woman. Literally. Not What's today. What's the rush? Though. 
What's not the today. rush? This podcast could be as long as you want it to be. It's so true. Not today. Not today. Not today. Not, not today. today. Wait, I have a thought. Just hear me out. What if we did Dear Toasters tomorrow so we don't have to like continue rushing? Like we're already at an hour. Tomorrow's Thursday. Like it's kind of I, a slow day usually. Like today we just had like big collar daddy stuff. Like what do I you agree. Think? Why don't we wait for a slow day? Yeah. And I had, I have, I have really good submissions and I want to be able to like, you know, Give slow them. down. I totally agree. That's, okay. that's fine by me. Okay. Um, I hate when we have like one episode that's an hour 20 and then the next one's like 51. 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Not 40. Give yeah. some credit. <laughs> um, are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am. Good. Because I think this is a thought piece. Oh. Chiefs fans are sickened by boozy Super Bowl parade. Have you seen this? I did. I saw some backlash. I didn't read much, so you need to give me the details. Okay, some Chiefs fans don't agree with how the team celebrated its Super Bowl 2023 title. The Kansas City Star published a series of letters to the editor Sunday, so the local paper, that criticized Chiefs players for drinking and for drinking excessively during their parade and for using the Arrowhead Chop. A submission from Janet, who lives in Liberty, For using the what? The Arrowhead Chop. It's their um, signature uh, gesture. And I think it's uh, deemed offensive. Cool. A submission from Janet, uh, who lives in Liberty, Missouri, wrote that the team's ownership and head coach Andy Reid should have prohibited alcohol during the parade, which which Janet said looked like a college fraternity beer bust. Janet said, quote, if the Chiefs cannot go a few hours without alcohol, the organization has a problem. I, for one, was sickened to see this for the second time. Some Chiefs even bragged through social media about how drunk they were afterward. I am ashamed that players I cheered for could barely walk after they got off the bus. No doubt this spectacle made the news in other cities. No, Janet, only you are making it make the news. I just want to say that sounds like an over-dramatization, but I kind of have like a hot take. I feel like we're about to like Freaky Friday our takes. I know because you're like mocking Janet. Like, I don't know if I like disagree that much because when I think about like who shows up to those parades, it's like a lot of kids. Um, And I feel like it's like a family friendly affair. So Janet did state that uh, she the stated that during drinking during the parade doesn't set a good role uh, model for younger fans and children to follow, but also that tragedy things happen when alcohol is involved. And it's something that even the older fans don't want to witness at a citywide celebration. Okay. That this, is, uh, she's, she has like decent points, but she's hella dramatic, this bitch. Like, yeah. In the second letter, um, Skip from Overland Park called out specifically Patrick Mahomes and the other players for drinking. Videos were recorded throughout the parade that featured Travis Kelsey, of course, chugging a fireball shot thrown at him and Mahomes quickly consumed Coors Light beer after Coors Light beer. So I just want to say like the concept of drinking at the parade like isn't terrible to me. I think a lot of football culture is centered around drinking and I think if they're all on the thing like drinking you know out of red cups or Bud Lights and I don't think that's a big deal at all. Um, But I do think like you know for the parade it's in the middle of the day a lot of kids come. I don't know if you need to be like blackout on the float like okay after for sure like you could drink on the float like in a subtle way I feel like people are always drinking on floats but you never know you know what I mean yeah yeah no I know but I feel like so so often like someone from the stands throws a beer and the person shotguns and it's it that's cute like and funny par- parade things I'd have to look at this parade versus parades prior what I will like my first inclination was like these guys you know, they give their whole half the year, however many months the season is, they don't drink, they don't socialize, they don't go out. They're very True. on the straight and narrow to bring pride to their city. And they won the fucking Super Bowl for you guys. Like if they want to party on true. the bus like also and release, they're entitled to do that. So true. But then the other part of me is like, you know, there are young fans. It's not a good example. Alcohol is very dangerous and overconsumption of alcohol yep. is can lead to tragic results, as Janet said. Um... I just feel like there has to be a middle ground. Yeah, I think so too. I don't want to see like rules in place. No, it doesn't need to be a dry affair. But like the Andy Reid, you know, could be like to his guys, like you represent your city, enjoy yourself, act with respect. Just keep in mind, you know, who's watching. Kids who would dream to be Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Like, so just keep in mind of your influence. That's it. Yeah, I think that could be said. I think like a published published letters is like a little dramatic, but like I think but it's I a conversation that, worth having. 
But I also think that the Chiefs are just reflective of the larger culture and drinking culture yeah. in general. They didn't invent this. They didn't invent Especially chugging a beer, in football. taking a shot. I mean, football and beer go hand in hand, but like all around, like this is what our culture is now. It's about drinking. binge drinking. It just is. Like no, that's I mean, just where we're at. Think about literally every commercial during the Super Bowl was different beer companies and alcohol companies. Yeah, but they can't actually show them drinking stuff. But that's think true. about like what, what goes on like yeah, every single day. Yeah, no, you're day. right, like, you're right. Everything is about getting lit. No, I agree with with your takes for and your takes for against. I'm standing firmly in the middle. I think it's an interesting conversation. I'd love to hear, you know, more people's thoughts. Like, what, what do people think about this? I think that, yeah, they, they could have, uh, I didn't see the, like, all the footage. So I think in general they should act with respect. I also think it's okay to have, like, one clown on the team. Of course. Who's like... Chug, who's like being the crazy one, but I don't think the whole team should act that way. I think there should be better role models. Yeah, I just also feel like this is like an official um, like NFL event. Like, you know, after the Super Bowl, they had that chain smokers after party. Travis Kelsey took a shirt off. Like, that's at a club. Like, go wild. And footage from that is funny and whatever. But the parade, I don't know why. Parades just in general seem to me like things for kids, honestly. Like, yeah, it's like daylight out. Right. Yeah. It's an interesting conversation. One worth having. One worth having. It is. I think, and I think that's what the Kansas City Star was getting at. Was getting at. And obviously Janet is going to take the brunt. You know, everybody's against Janet. She's I hope she a used bit, an alias. She's, no, her whole middle last name is in there. Ooh. And her hometown. <laughs> and her address and phone number. But I think that if you're going to write a letter to the editor, like, St it's not Reddit. You have to stand by your letter. It's not Reddit. You have to stand by your letter. Stand by your letter. You don't I, stand by the letters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's an interesting combo. Me too. One in which I have no horse in. Yeah, same. Though I am always promoting safe drinking. Of course. So that's where I shall stand. Well, that is our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening, for being here. Hope you enjoyed We'll see you tomorrow for Dear Toasters. If you tuned in today for Dear Toasters, you know, we just had so much on our plate and the words of Shannon Bedore, this isn't my plate. Thank you so much. Tomorrow, for, it will be my plate. To, thank you so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I Hear Radio, CastBox, all the places, wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us, The Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Oh, and wickedly talented. Hope you guys have an incredible Wednesday. Don't forget to hump someone you love, and we'll see you tomorrow. Love ya. Bye.